This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and this week it's not the Derby, it's not the A23 Derby and it's certainly not the M23 Derby. It's us against them, only this time it's at an empty stadium that will still have a bigger attendance than the Wib Dean ever did. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yes, yes. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, much like, oh, I just, I, I don't know. Um, I would I would say a bit like COVID, it's back, but it's not Albert's away again. So Nick's back. You're, you're kind of like, um, a London bus, Nick. You've uh, no appearances for years, and then two in a couple of weeks. I feel like a supply teacher, if I'm honest. <laughs> bad, bad, badly paid, terrible rates. Um, yeah, and you'll tell me to f- again till you need me again. <laughs> we won't, we won't bully you out. We promise. As long as you don't end up like the teacher you mentioned last time, you started caning people. I think we've been we'll long, be right. long planks of wood, Mister Wills. Yes. Yes, and that's obviously Heskis nasally tones in the background. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you very much. Good, good. Right, so um, I put my beer options onto Twitter this week to say, as a poll, what should I be drinking? So, uh, as a poll, it should be Tusky, surely. <laughs> very nice. So, my options were from a beer from Daya called Saturated in Idaho 7, a beer called Ghost 19, and a beer from City of Cake called Chocolate Fudge Cake. And just for a, a joke, I stuck Heineken on the end as well. And um, 48% of people that voted said Heineken is what I should be drinking. So obviously I'm excluding that from the vote. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going for City of Cake and drinking this Chocolate Fudge Cake Stout. So I'm I'm very excited about this. Um, so uh, what about you've got you've got a water, Nick? You're yeah. still you still dry? Cup of tea, but they all sound like Gus Van Sant films. <laughs> your beers, 
but in the deep cut. <laughs> really is. <laughs> next, uh, yeah, next so... week I'll be drinking drugstore cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you, Sam? Uh, I'm drinking a Modelo today. Wee, good uh, stuff. Right, let, let me. Let me uh, I, I mean, I'm not big into stouts, so um, this chocolate fudge cake one, I, I don't know what it's going to be like. Um, it says a deep and rich chocolate milk stout, balancing roasted coffee chocolate notes with a sweetness, followed with fudge and caramel aromas. I mean, I think largely that's what we we can all get behind that, right? Can you um, get dessert beers like you get dessert wines? Is that what that is? <laughs> I guess so, something like that. I'm trying to see the percentage are 6.5%. Okay, let me have a taste. It's very, very dark. Oh, it's actually pretty good. Mm. Very, very flavoursome. Oh, yeah, there's the caramel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, talking of things coming back late, late on... <laughs> It's Nathaniel Klein's comeback. That's tenuous, um, <laughs> right? We'll we'll have a we'll we'll have a back and forth here because Nick, you think it's a bit of a waste of a time, but um, Sam, That's, not so much. The, the only reason I'm saying that is because the last time I saw Nathaniel Klein, Wilf was rinsing him, and he looked so crap that why would we want somebody made to fall on their ass so badly? Why would we want him here? It's sentimentality. He's no Sean Derry. <laughs> but he's well, probably he's better than Andy Johnson. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I can understand why we've done it. Uh, we had him training anyway. Ferguson's obviously not going to be back for a couple more months. So we're left with just Joel Ward. And if he gets injured, he gets injured. So um, what about what about you, Sam? You um, Sentimentality is obviously there. Yeah, I mean... Like I was a big fan of his back when he was with us. Obviously, wanted him to do well, even when he went to Liverpool. Um, but I did mention a couple of weeks ago on one of the shows we did when we were linked with him. I was a bit like Nick, really. You know, if you didn't, if if you didn't put the name in there and you said we're getting a player who has twenty five games in the last three years total, and the last time we saw him, Palace scored five, which is mental. You wouldn't, you wouldn't really be clamouring over hot coals and broken glass to get him. Um, but because it declined, like, you know, I understand why people are happy he's back and that sort of thing. So long as, you know, you have the caveat that he probably ain't going to play very much, if at all. And it's a deal until January, until Ferguson's ready. And then, uh, and then I guess we'll say thanks and see you later. Um, in that case, it's fine. I just, you know, obviously you don't, hopefully we're not spending loads and loads of money on wages but i suppose until january it's a bit of a drop in the ocean yeah well hopefully we can get him some minutes and get him a deal in january or something like that um if needed um you know come from the youth academy he's one of us and he's local lad so it's it's um yeah so it's just a shame more than anything that we can't be in the stadium at the moment to give him the welcome back that we'd all love to give him um when his name's announced that first time but there you go. Nick, what you what you got? Um, yeah, do they still announce the names even though there's nobody there? I know they kind of go through the motions a bit, didn't they? Yeah, they do. They're still, they're still it's ridiculous. 
Um, I, I, when games run, sometimes I open my back door and just listen to the, the, the music's playing. You're just like, there's no one there. They tried. You see the one. It was. Uh, um, it might have been an England game. I know it was. It was a Spurs game, and um, they were interviewing Harry Kane, and it's just like an announcement's made like absolutely you know deafening on the tv and he had to stop talking until the announcement finished 10 seconds later i was like what that, who are they making an announcement to <laughs> it's, it's no one there but there you go i'm i'm pleased though that um gunasaurus got his job back at the arsenal because of the mascot so pete and alice still still sort of going around the edge of the pitch before the games yeah they are but i mean are they paid i, I don't know um, I don't know. I don't even know who they are anymore because uh, since Lee finished doing it, I'm, I'm not sure he does it anymore. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I think Gunnosaurus is a bit more of a, a full-time jobby at Arsenal. Like he does lots of stuff for them in the week and things like that. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's like grazing. I don't know. Is he a herbivore? Um, yeah, <laughs> I would think so. He's got a long neck, so he's got to get up to reach the trees, right? So I'm assuming he's a herbivore. Um, there was know, a, yeah. I saw a great Twitter account called uh, Mas, I can't, something like Mascots During Minute Silences. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and oh, I was just laughing so much, especially yeah. the giraffe. I don't know, his mascot for, but bowing his head. Yeah. Getting in the, the way sim- of everybody. Is it, who is it with the, the star up, up in Scotland? Is it St. Mirren or someone like that? Partick Thistle, I think. Partick Thistle, yeah. <laughs> Quality. Um, but anyway, bringing it back to uh, Nathaniel Klein, it's, it's inspired a quiz question. So Roy Hodgson now has five players he gave England caps to. Nathaniel Klein's obviously your freebie. Mm. So between you, can you get the other four? Oh, God. Gary Cahill. Andrews mm-hmm. Townsend. Correct. Mark got the Kelly. Easy. Oh, very good. You've got you've got the tough one. One cat wonder. Uh, is there one more? Did yeah. Wilf play for England yeah. under Roy? Yeah, yeah. Wilf, there you go. That's when, you, when you flew over to Sweden, wasn't it? You went over to. I did. Yes. Um, yeah. When well, he got called up on the Sunday, so I just made a mad scramble to get tickets and paid a very way through the roof for. Um, plane tickets I end up I had to fly out of city and I think it cost me nearly 300 quid to get a return just uh, on like easyjet or whatever I can't remember what it was and um yeah and then paid uh, I think it was 100 quid for a ticket for the match but like um there was a palace fan out there who lived in Sweden and he could buy tickets for his hotel weirdly because you got to remember it was the opening of a state of Sweden's new national stadium so it was basically a complete sellout and really tough to get tickets for so anyway he gets me the ticket for the game uh and then as soon as i land our friend carl who's on the pod sometimes phones me up and he says are you in sweden like yeah he was like you got a suit with you i'm like no way he's like i've got a spare corporate ticket if you want to come but you need to be in a suit and i was like oh i don't want to you know i've said to this guy buy me the ticket he's already forked out the money for the ticket I'll, I'll i'll go with him instead of going to drop another couple of hundred quid on a suit just getting a corporate thing and then after the game he was um in the same hotel as the sweden team and was you know chatting to ibrahimovic and stuff like that so there you go i should have just gone out and bought a suit and i but, um... <laughs> yeah all that way to what zaha played for about six minutes i think it was if you include injury time um it's still, lucky you, you still don't follow him nationally, isn't it, really? Because he did no show this week, wasn't it, for Wilf? Yeah, 
Well, I think, yeah, he, got, he played in the first game and then um, missed the second game, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Ayu, let's move on to him. He's won Ghanaian Writers Footballer of the Year. Uh, I mean, based on his performances, the Palace scored a fair few goals in the Premier League last season. That's a fair cop in it, Heskiff. Yeah, who was second? Was it Schlippy? <laughs> um, <I'm>, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not the biggest authority on the Ghanaian national team, to be honest with you. But I'd be surprised if anyone had quite as much of an impact as he did for their team last year. So, another another award for him to put on the shelf, along with the 17 whatever he won from us last year. I, I could assume he done an equally boring acceptance speech. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, that's harsh to say. Actually, he was. Um... I think having to do three acceptance speeches, one after the other, was a bit was probably a bit boring for him. But um, there you go. Uh, well, so we have the guys you wanted to talk about. Uh, Banks's goal for the under twenty threes. Nick, lo- lovely little finish. It was superb. He got the ball way out on the right, almost at the halfway line. Had a little dribble with it. To be fair, nobody tried to tackle him, but he banged it from thirty, forty yards out. I actually thought that he'd missed or the keeper had saved it because the ball went through the net. It was that hard. <laughs> and it made me think, who's paying these officials in the under-23 games? Because surely the first thing they do is check the nets. Yeah. It's also got those goals as well, which you can tuck the net under the frame anyway. But um, yeah, it felt proper Sunday league when the ball went actually burst through. <laughs> and I think the defender was a bit Sunday league as well. But hey, you can only beat what's in, put in front of you. Did we win? I don't even know if we won. But yeah, great, great, great goals. So um, yeah, he's just made, he's making great strides, old Banksy. And um, hopefully, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think, Hesky, if we've watched him a couple of times. Feels a bit lightweight for a Premier League start at the moment. Like might need to get a bit more beefed up. Is, is that a fair assessment or yeah. a bit harsh? I th- well, he looks, he, he looks his age. You know, he, he's he's pretty skinny. Mm. Um, I mean, it, from when I've seen him, he's played on the wing. So, I, I, you know, I don't, you know, it's not like you need to be a big beefy centre half or anything. But he does look like if he was to play in, <clears throat> certainly if he was to play in Premier League, which I can see immediately, he'd get he'd get pushed off the ball very easily. So there's definitely, yeah, f- like physical work to be done with him, but he, he looks very skillful. So I, I think of all of the younger players in the 23s anyway, um, he's been he's been head and shoulders above, above everyone this year. So uh, it's been a very good start for him, actually. Hmm. Right. You, you say he's little, though. I mean, look at Michael Owen when he first started appearing for England. He, he was just a bit of a dot of a man, wasn't he? He, was, yeah, he did all right. Yeah, yeah but they, he did. But my, Michael Owen had pace to burn, such electric pace off the mark as well. So it was very, very hard for people to get near him. I don't think. I don't think Banks quite has that sort of level of pace, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if he keeps putting these performances in the under-23s, he's going to at least find his way onto the bench at some point, isn't he? And, um, you know, if he if he buys Roy and I bottle, last bottle of wine, <laughs> he, he, might, he might get a chance. Um, dessert beer. <laughs> yeah, dessert beer, exactly. Oh, this, uh, I mean, this is going to be a tough ass to finish this. It's a big pint can and, um, yeah, it's very, very, very thick. But there you go. Um, right, Project Big Picture has obviously been doing the rounds. Now, if you want a more in-depth back of the nest chat and view, 
<laughs> you can head over to YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash back of the nest, uh, where Nick, you can run through what, what happened there last night. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, Chris did his best COVID Santa impression. Um, <laughs> it's, it's worth it just watching for that. Um, no, uh, DR, Patrick, and, and Chris go through it quite, um, quite well. Um, the plus points being cash for the lower league teams, but it's just bribery. They talk about uh, reduced entrance fee for away fans, but it's just the big six clubs trying to stitch everybody up. And um, the Americanization of sport in England. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah and now it's a bad thing. And you can tell it's bad because even, even fans of the said big six clubs have clubbed together and, and written a letter of con- complaint to whoever will listen. And that it's not becoming the people's game anymore and how it's going to just ruin football. Yeah, well, I was um, laughing when it came out that Manchester United and Liverpool made a threat to break off and make a big super European league. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> be, be gone with you. Like, the sooner you're gone, the better. <laughs> we, we'll we we'll make a fist of it ourselves, thank you very much. But I don't ask if the, the, the top eight teams that were leaked were mm. weird, right? So you it had the six you'd expect, yeah. But then, uh, but then it was Southampton and West Ham. I mean, uh, us aside, you know, I think of the eight teams, we're, we're one of only eight teams that have been in the Premier League the entire t- time we've been there, right? Yeah. So, um, so we're in the top eight, almost stretching a decade now. So that aside. Leicester bloody won the Premier League a couple yeah. of years ago and have constantly been pushing the top six for the last couple of seasons, like last few seasons. So what are Southampton doing in there? I mean, so apparently it's it's the eight teams who have been in the league the longest. So us and Leicester just miss out. But then, you know, like you say, Southampton have sort of been a middle into It's sort of like us, haven't they? They've just sort of been mid- middle of the table. Um West Ham have done bugger all other than get a free stadium. So I don't know what they deserve out of anything. And like you say, Le- Leicester have missed out, but they won the league. So Tottenham have won the league. Um, Man United are floundering near the bottom at the moment. So quite why they consider themselves to be big six, I don't know. Mm. Arsenal haven't won the league in 16 years. Yeah. So it- it's like Nick said, it's all self-serving. It's just a load of nonsense. And I think everyone agrees that more money needs to go down the the the, the pyramid um, to to the sort of lower leagues. I don't think anyone's sort of doubting that at all. But to do so by saying like, yeah, we've got all this backing from the lower league teams because they get more money, but only six teams will have a say. Um, our, our we're bigger, so our vote means more. It's just a load. It's just a load of shit. And honestly, like you say, if if they want to go and play in their European Super League where they play. PSG four or five times a season, then just do it because I, I don't, I don't mm. care. You know, it's, it's like Nick says, it's just, it's just make it, it's just ruining football. And you know, modern football's a, a bit shit, but doing stuff like this is just, you know, putting more nails in the coffin in it. So I'm glad that it was unanimously voted down today. Um, well, that which also makes no sense. So. If Liverpool and Manchester United bought this forward, mm. how did all twenty teams vote against it? Well, they decided that their idea, their idea was a shit one. It makes it makes zero sense. I reckon Parish went in with some brass knuckles and said, "Right, come on, we want it." Actually, it's probably Simon Jordan. 
they're like Simon, you don't own the club anymore. He said, I don't I don't care, let's go. <laughs> Simon Jordan in that red leather um velvet jacket that he loves to wear. Um well, it's um going back to the, the back of the nest um YouTube thing earlier, it's worth watching, not only for, for COVID Santa, Mr. Robot character hybrid chris but um patrick saying and they want to get rid of the charity shield and that's really good for um, um charity because <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't think of anything else good about it i mean i'd i'd take the charity shield to be fair if we, if we were in the charity shield it means um, we won something so but yeah. I, I mean i assume back in the day it was a charity game is it still a charity game i have no clue and it's it. a plate not a shield a shield, surely it's got to be a kind of like round with the kind of two round bits. I'm a, I'm a teacher. I should know the name of this shape, but it's definitely a plate or a disc, but it's not a shield. Right. So oh, it's called the Community Shield now. So the Community Shield evolved from the Sheriff of London Charity Shield that was introduced in 1898 as a professional versus amateurs cup. Oh. The footballer. <laughs> <We're in it. laughs> yeah, exactly. So we might have been in it in the past. Is that possible? No. <laughs> um right. Let's start getting into talking about the game then. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back of the Nest, sponsored by Pitch Sport. Fun time videos, choose your match day squad, post match ratings, and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. Pitchdmm.com. Um, now, obviously, the big talking point is that the potential that Wolf Zaha will be missing from the game. Uh, now, he went to international duty with Ivory Coast. Uh, in a game that they drew, I believe, in the first game, they drew 1-1. Mm-hmm. And it, who was it against? It was against someone decent Belgium. as well. Be- Belgium, yeah. Because um, Michi scored for Belgium. That's right, Michi scored for Belgium. And then uh, Zaha was brought down for a penalty, which was converted by, converted by uh, Kessie, who plays AC Milan in the middle of the park. I'll tell you what, we, we wouldn't do too bad to get our hands on him. He's, he's a decent player. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so... But then Zaha wasn't on the bench for their second game. Five of their team have come down with COVID. And I mean, that's a common theme spreading around international duty at the moment. Lots of players picking, picking up the, the disease, illness, uh, while they've been away of international duty. So that's obviously going to piss off a lot of clubs going into the, the games that follow this weekend. But um, 
apparently he doesn't have COVID. Apparently he just has a knock and that will put him out for this weekend. Um, but Heskiff, I mean, Brighton Palace is Zaha, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his record of goals against them, we all know how good it is. And his start, his start of the season, I mean, discounting the Chelsea game because obviously that was a bit of a write-off. But his start to the season has been absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I think we're all looking forward to seeing a red-hot Zaha going up against Lewis Dunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if it, if it is true, it's a big shame. And, it, you know, regular listeners to this pod will know how how little I care for international football. And I just think, if, you know, the friendlies this early on in the season is bad enough anyway, but doing it when there's this pandemic and players who have been sort of carefully kept in bubbles or whatever with their clubs are now mixing with people from all over the place because, it, you know, they're coming from those different clubs and that. It's just ridiculous. And, and you know, whether whether he's got COVID or not, it, it just seems it just seems a bit silly to have these friendlies now, uh, and we're talking about our best players out for maybe a game, maybe more, and we've only played three or four games in the season. So, um, yeah, it's it's a bit annoying. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I mean, Nick, if it turns out he has got COVID. Um, and he's out for a couple of weeks. Um, how big of a miss it is, is it, considering the form he's had so far this season? Yeah, of course, it's a, uh, a big miss. But but we've, we've played all right without him before as well. It's kind of G'd us up as him not being the man that we rely on. And, and we all know that we only win when Jeffrey plays anyway. It, I mean, him, him not being available has nothing to do with Scalotto being linked with Palace and he upset <laughs> him so much with those crybaby things. Yeah, well, I mean, could you imagine the carnage if we signed him? <laughs> I mean, he, he wouldn't last a week, would he? He'd just be dressed down so much on the training field. But um, yeah, for those who don't remember, I don't know why you wouldn't remember, but of course, this was the Brighton player who's been linked to Palace who um, was giving Wilfred Zaha um, abuse from the sideline in our 1-0 victory there last season. He managed, didn't even, uh, it was, they couldn't even bring him on, right? So Wilf got one fullback booked. And then they had to bring a player on and play him out of position at fullback because they couldn't bring him on because he was on a yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't even played because they were like, our fullback's going to get sent off. Wilf's just rinsing them. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. We, we uh, think COVID's bad in the football. Though. I think the Giro d'Italia, the bike race might be called off. Loads of teams dropping out of that at the moment. So it, it's just crazy that they're getting people from all over the world together in a pandemic. I mean, who'd have thought that things would happen then? Yeah, well, yeah, Dustin, Dustin Johnson's obviously got it as well, the world number one golfer. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's picked it up as well on international duty. Um, he would, hmm. though, wouldn't he, really? Yeah, so there you go. Um, Heskiff, you're sharing information here. What's happened? Uh, Johnny Esther's just scored a cracking goal for Wales. <laughs> Johnny Esther. Uh, Chal- Charlton, Johnny Esto, who Charlton are becoming Crystal Palace um, second, well, old school 11. I'm surprised Kleine hasn't gone there, to be honest. So they've got <laughs> got Johnny Esther, they've got um, Ben Watson, Ryan Innes, Ryan Innes has gone there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice that we can, you know, in this time of crisis, we can help out a, a small club in South yeah, you're, you're talking about, like, you know, helping out the teams lower down the football pyramid. 
Um, I, I think we're a, a fine proponent of that. Mm. Right. Do you so, think it's the um, the rock star on this? Do you, do, you, do you think Power should take up an instrument? And if so, which which instrument should he take up? <laughs> Uh, I'd like you just uh, Parrish would play something like jazz flute, wouldn't he? <laughs> He'd play, t- <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say kazoo, but uh, or not, it'll, it'll be a singer, right? Because there's um, that footage of him doing Rapper's Delight, um, in a, in a beach club somewhere from a couple of seasons ago, so maybe he's a vocalist, who knows? Oh, when, he, when he should have been signing people, yeah. <laughs> Uh, was that the season we got the boar in as well? I think it might have been. Oh, you should have been getting. A, you should have been getting a manager, not not rapping rappers delight. Um, have Holland scored since he went there? Uh, sorry, Netherlands. After our, lo- our last chat about using yeah. that word, um, they haven't scored yet, have they? Since I he went there? think they scored tonight, or they're in action now. Yeah, so they're drawing one-one currently with the with Italy. And Donny, if Donny van der Beek of Manchester United has scored the goal, so. Mm. So there you go, but it's still it looks like still no win incoming there. Um, so right anyway, look, <laughs> we've gone off on a massive tangent. Haskiff, who's replacing Wilf if he if he is out on on the weekend? Um, that is a very good question. I, I, do we know if Schlippi is is fit again? Um, um, I'm, I'm coming in it's I'm not sure I think James McCarthy's out as well isn't he so he got he got subbed off against someone for Ireland on the weekend so I don't even know so he'll he'll yeah I mean he'll be a straight replace Luca will come in for him I imagine yeah Luca's been getting minutes for Serbia so he's fine so Luca Luca will come in for him um and that will well That'll be Luca in a two you know what? I think maybe if we'll count he'll just play he'll just play Batshuayi and then he'll have Andros and Eze on the wing as he did before, and then Ayu and Batshuayi up front. It's just it's weird now to have the option to bring in like a box striker. I yeah. forgot that we've got him because we've never really had that option. But I wouldn't, I you know, Ayu's not had the best start to the season, and that's you know no shade on him because he he was brilliant last year and sort of really didn't really have a break. Um, but I think having bat- bats in the team would be good. Um, you know, we've not really seen him much so far for us, but he's scoring goals for Belgium. So I think that'd be a good well, Yes. Yeah, they were saying he's got 11 goals and 11 starts for Belgium under Roberto Martinez since he came in. Um, but he's he seems to be only playing in the games that aren't the important ones because Lukaku's always playing in the ones that are the important ones, I guess. But still, you've got you know, international level scoring a goal at international level is no mean feat and being on 11 just under Roberto Martinez is pretty good going. So, I mean, we'll, we'll take the goals, right? I know, I know we've scored this season a few times already, but, you know, we still feel a little bit light up front. So if we can get Benteke, Benteke, <laughs> Batshuayi firing up front. Um, but then, of course, you've, you've mentioned there, Ayu, uh, not having the best start to the season. Uh, is his work off the ball making him too important for Benteke to come in for him, Nick? Maybe. I don't know. It's it's hard, isn't it? It's It, it all depends on... It really depends on Schlupp and whether... I, see, I think Easy Ezzy could play behind Benteke, uh, um, uh, and use it that way if if Jeff is out on the left. Um, it, I'm 
just hoping it's a ruse to say that Wilf is injured, but he's not really. Just like last minute, it comes in sort of like a WWE wrestler, just um, like kicking off to some entrance music just as the game's about to start. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at um, that injury injury site, English Premier League injuries. It's saying that that Jeff should be back, potential return on the 17th. All right, Um, okay. McCarthy, no no date coming back. Going back to Ferguson, um, Nathan Ferguson, I meant to ask you earlier, what is actually wrong with him? Why have we bought such a croc? Uh, well, we so, so it's the reason why we didn't buy him um, in the previous window was because he's had to he had they discovered this problem with his knee, which they knew he was going to have to have surgery on. And when he's had the surgery, uh, what is apparently what is normally a straightforward surgery, it hasn't been so because he's got a, some kind of a hole in his leg, which they've had to pack. So it just takes a little bit like longer for it to get it's uh, the recovery time just becomes longer. They have to make sure it's right and it, things can come out. So they just need to make sure everything's packed into the hole correctly. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm obviously no doctor or surgeon and have no idea how, if I'm explaining that correctly or not, but uh, I just, I, I hope you're not doing my operation tomorrow. I'm having a lump removed from my head tomorrow and I just hope it's not you in there. Oh, it's not a big is, hole is, that needs filling. Is that just a cyst you're having removed? Yeah, it's, it's some cancerous thing that's supposed to be done in March, uh, but because of COVID, they said, wait till we call you back. And they did. So I've been self-isolating for three days oh, um, right. and been decorating, which oh. is joyous. But no, it's... um, Yeah, bring, 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 bring the tone down, mate. Why don't you? <laughs> No, good. Obviously, best of luck with that tomorrow. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've got a bump on my head as well, but mine's just a just a cyst. So, yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah. Another tangent with Nick on the pod. Who would have ever have guessed? <laughs> so, 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 how true is this Will Will rumor? Is it is it a hundred percent? Is it just something you've heard? Indeed, or yeah, through the grapevine, I've heard he absolutely has a knock and will be missing. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is if he's missing. I think him missing this season is a lot better than it would have been him missing last season because we have players to bring in now. Uh, we've got Ben, uh, we've got Ben Take, who hasn't been playing. We've got Batshuayi on the bench. We've got Eze. Uh, if Schlupp can be back, then we've got Schlupp as well. You know, we've got plenty more forward-thinking options these days. We would have obviously, I think, liked one more. Um, and... I think that one more, if it could be Ishmael Assar, would be uh, a signing. I, I don't think any of us truly believe it will happen. But Heskiff, I mean, it's Liverpool or Manchester United uh, supposedly wants him. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if none of that happens, and if you think about it, Liverpool, you know, they're, the problem they have with two of their front three going away to the AFCON, and they want they've you know they've signed Yotta, they have Shakiri players that need to play while they're away. Um Saar will be going off to the AFCON as well. So if they really are, find it difficult to believe they'd want to sign him. Manchester United, you don't know what they're gonna do, you know. They clearly need defenders, yet they sign Edison Cavani. Um but if those two don't sign him, I think he's he's free game basically and we'll, we'll have a shot of getting him. But uh, you know, that's gonna have to happen pretty quickly. But decent player yeah very decent player um i i read that he was you know we, we, we were interested in getting him last year and he was interested in us but by keeping wilf you know we didn't we didn't need to get anyone in so he went watford 
Uh, and he did look very good for them, I thought. Um, and, I, and I think, yeah, if we were to get him, it would be a brilliant signing. To be honest, when, when we were first looked at him, I thought it was just a sort of smoke out bigger clubs, you know, agent talk, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, we, I've, you know, the, the rumour is that the that we've got money still left to, to, to spend if we want to. Um, I think the Surlock money coming in is like a nice bonus that we weren't expecting probably as well. Um, but I just wonder how much he'll go for because I, I thought prices would go down because of this pandemic, but they clearly haven't. And I, and I do wonder whether Watford will hold out for more than they paid for him, so like £35 million or something, which I would imagine yeah. would out. Uh, I wonder if they go down the line of... Um charging us a hefty loan fee with an option to buy on some conditions um like so for example we get an option to buy him if they don't come back up or you know so, so something around that could be done which would be wise for them in terms of getting them off the wage bill getting some well-needed cash in for this season and then um you know they can still cash in on him next season on the rest of the transfer fee whether we decide to sign him up or they can sell him to someone else um if he has a good season with us etc so I think there's many ways that that deal could happen, Nick. Yeah, I was just looking. Ben Rama looks looks odds on for thirty million to West Ham, so it's crazy money, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's, crazy money. If he's going West Ham, he's shit anyway, isn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, okay. Don't forget, we got Neil Dan. Uh, Neil, yeah. Neil, Neil Dan's. Uh, Neil Dan. No, we haven't. Uh, Scott Dan. Oh, I always get get them mixed up. He can he can go up front if needs be, can't he? Yeah. Oh, everybody dance now. Yes. Oh dear. Uh, oh, when when they all had their own personal goal music, who let the uh, dog out? Eh? Who let the dogs out? Yeah. Um, yeah. Even Clinton Morrison had his as well. Then. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, I was going to talk about them a bit. Uh, I'm just don't think I'm going to really lost three of their last four, but those losses have been against Chelsea and Everton, who we also lost to obviously in recent weeks, and Manchester United in that crazy, crazy game at the Amex. Um, obviously, been a lot of goals in these games as well. Um, they're shipping a lot of goals, with the exception of being their one victory in their last four against Newcastle, which they won three. Neil, um, Heskiff, it's a lot of this season, pretty much like last season, they flat to deceive a bit, look very, very good on the ball, very comfortable, seem to have a very clear plan, but lack a bit of cutting edge. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't watched them much this year. I watched that Man United game, which was very funny, especially last (laughs) six minutes. Um, But yeah, I mean, they have a lot of the ball and they pass it around and that's all very nice. Um, but they didn't beat us last year despite doing that. You know, I, I was, we were saying before we started recording, I think it felt like we didn't touch the ball for the first hour of the game at Sellers last year, but we still didn't lose it. Um, that was the game where Neil Mope shushed the family stand, wasn't it? Did shush the family stand, yeah. Um, I, I love him doing stuff like that because it doesn't ever seem to work, which is great. Much like him shushing the empty stands where the Man United fans would be and then giving away a last-minute penalty. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, you think, I, when, when will he learn? <laughs> I know. I, I hope he doesn't. This is entertaining. Um, but yeah, they, they, they've played quite well by all accounts and, and you know, have, have been on the wrong side of a couple of results. But um, they are letting goals in and hopefully 
we're scoring a few more this year. I mean, it's tough because the last game was Chelsea and that was it was just shit. I mean, it was just back to last year, sort of like hope we don't let a goal in and then we do and we sort of don't change anything. Um, whereas you, you sort of hope that we can play a bit more like we did at Old Trafford where we, yes, we can't attack, but we were a lot more positive about it um, because I think if we're able to do that to Brighton, who are probably going to have a lot more of the possession than us, which is fine, then it will suit us. It will suit us fine. And, you know, if we, even without Wilf, if we have Eze and Andros running at them or Schlappi running at them and you've got Michi in the box, you know, that, that, that could be good. Um, I always get very nervous with these games though, because even if they'd lost all their games and have been awful, I'd still sort of think they'd beat us. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, d- d- defences don't look very good at the start of this season. I, I don't know if it's the record amount of goals scored so far, but it must be must be up there because there's just loads of goals in every game. So hopefully we'll have more images of Lewis Dunk lying on his back after we've just scored, uh, which is still the desktop of my work computer. So, um, more of that, please. Yeah, I mean, we've already had the record number of goals in a match week this season. Uh, what was it um, forty-four goals or something like that? Maybe, maybe a bit more than that in in one in one set of fixtures. So, we've got to be pushing it. Um, Nick, you got any explanations? You think as to why? What? Why? Why? Why defense is so leaky? I really don't know. It's it's. I don't know whether it's because there isn't a crowd there um, that it becomes a bit like a training match and maybe players switch off and it's it's not pressure from the crowd but actually sort of help from the crowd. I don't know. It's it's just a bizarre one, isn't it? Because some of the results have been really strange as well. I mean, Villa putting seven past Liverpool is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it could, incredible. It, it, if you didn't watch the game, it could have been 10 easily and, they, and Liverpool could have had no complaints. Really, I, I I just I I was watching it on teletext. Yeah, um, no, they, they, they caught. I mean, um, Watkins could have had five easily. He hit the crossbar. He missed the sitter um, when he was through one on one. Grealish missed a couple of chances. They just, but yeah, it's it's, it's it's I think there is something around because the crowds aren't there. There's no one's pushing them. Like you know, there's not that like you know. I've got to do this because I don't want 50,000 people on my back and whatever. It's just weird. It's, it's very, very strange. Um, and I might, I'd, I'd love to see someone come out with a big statistical piece talking about why they think it isn't backing it up. But um, alas, we wish I would see. A bit more laissez-faire because they haven't got that pressure. It's, it is, yeah, it's it's almost half-assed, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Just... Um, can you do it on a cold evening and cold Tuesday night in Stoke or whatever used to be to come the old analogy? Can you can you do it in front of an empty stadium? Is the question. <laughs> but, the uh, annoying thing is, is I thought this would be the week, well a couple of months back. This would be the week we'd be allowed back, but obviously things look like they're going yeah. to tighten up even more now, don't they? And uh, it takes away the derbiness of the game almost, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, if only we were um, playing at the Palladium or um, something like that. We might have, uh, we might have been able to watch it, but uh, okay, let's get, let's get on to results, predicting a result. I did one more um, poll, which <laughs> uh, was looking at what the score is going to be or the results going to be. So we had for a Brighton win, just had gross. Pas- oh. Pascal, Pascal gross. Yeah. 
Um, for, for, for a draw, it is proper shit. <laughs> and for, for a win in um, in lieu of it being the NBA finals this week just gone and uh, Donald Trump saying there's zero interest, so I'm going to feign interest in it just, just, just because. Uh, dunk on them. So 51% of people went for a win. Uh, 28% of people for a draw and 21 for a loss, which is optimistic. Nick, what do you think the score is going to be? 9-3. I mean, in, in, in any other years, that would have been laughed out of the room, but you never know. It could no, be. What, what it'll be is we'll absolutely trounce them because there'll be nobody there. It'll be bloody typical. All those nil-nils I've sat through. All those times I've missed work and gone on a sickie and paid 40 quid to sit in the front of the main stand to watch a nil-nil and then tried to hide because it might be on telly and I shouldn't have been there. And, the, the, you know, there's only... Yeah, I've, I've always missed the good matches, uh, apart from that 5-0 many, many years ago. Um, so because I'm not there, we're going to do really well. So okay. I'll give us a free one as a serious... I mean, Hesky, if you can take that in with a big deep breath. Oh man, I'd absolutely love that. If especially if one of those three goals was a dunk own goal, that'd be that'd be the yeah, okay. Um I oh I, I think we're gonna lose. I always think we're gonna lose. So two one Brighton. So two one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a two two. I think it'd be goals, but um yeah, an optimistic two two without Wilf. But we shall see. Right. Um that's pretty much it for this week um who are we who we got next who's our next game against i, d- I did loads of research today and then i've is it um, wolves on a monday or is that the one after uh, think i'm wolves. thinking of the games that you have to pay per view for which has left me reeling full them away okay so no i think um that the following week is wolves on the friday is that yeah. really a 9 p.m kickoff They've, the Friday. Have, they've got right no stand by the river, have they? Can't we just get a boat and hire <laughs> it and watch it from the river? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, there must be some ground you can see in, or unlike Wolves Stadium, where um, parts of the away end you actually can't see a lot of the pitch because yeah. <laughs> they built they built the stand over the top of the other stand. But no, of course that's an eight o'clock kickoff because the clocks go back and they haven't changed it yet. Uh, yeah, so we will be back next Thursday in your ears when um, I'm sure Albert will be back. Uh, to join us again uh, to preview the Fulham game. Um, in the meantime, do head over to youtube.com forward slash back of the nest to look at the project, uh, big project, the big picture, whatever it's called, project restart, big picture, EFL bailout kind of thing <laughs> with Hambo, Patrick and DR going through that. And um, and then all to the socials, go and have a look at those at Back of the Nest on Twitter or Back of the Nest CPFC on Instagram. So, Nick, thanks for joining. Do you want me again tomorrow? mate maybe good luck good luck with the surgery tomorrow mate or cheers yeah yeah Uh, when when you get in there and it's me scrubbing up don't be concerned (laughs) (laughs) and uh if i'll speak to you next week um i forgot to say one thing sorry um which was very important uh lewis dunk is a (laughs) well said (laughs) well 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 said that man (laughs) until next week up the palace
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.